You ever have that feeling where you're not sure if you're awake or still dreaming? Well, dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize something was actually strange. The idea that has always fascinated me about dreams is everything within that dream is created by your own mind as you experience it. You remember the chance to build cathedrals, entire cities, things that never existed, things that couldn't exist in the real world. Have you ever had a dream, Leo, that you were so sure was real? Once you were able to wake from that dream, how would you know the difference between the dream world and the real world? Hello and welcome back to the Lucid Dreaming Podcast. This is episode 22 and it's been a while and there have been, a, been many reasons why it's been a while and they sort of all tie together in this episode so I'm not even sure where to start from. Um, but I'm going to run through all of it and hopefully it makes sense, and hopefully it's interesting. And as you know, I only record episodes when I actually have something to say, as opposed to just uh, manufacturing episodes for for the sake of having more episodes. So that's a, a positive and a negative, but at least when you get one, hopefully you enjoy it. And actually, I wanted to start with uh, the fact that I've quit my job. I had a uh, a day job, as you know, uh, I've mentioned before, maybe some of you know, I'm a web developer and I used to work for a company for a year and a half and I wanted to go back to still supporting myself via um, web development work as a freelancer, but I wanted to, to be able to have more time to work, to work on my projects, to work on the podcast as well, but mostly on the gadget that I've mentioned that I'm building, and I'll get to that in a little bit, and um, just to have a little more freedom to pursue all sorts of uh, interests that I have, and they all kind of circle around the same the same general area. Since I've quit my job and I've I've had to to start a few projects and and do a few things, I also wanted to look at the option of having uh, advertisers, having sponsorship for the podcast uh, to see if this is some kind of a viable um, income source, at least to some degree. I'm not, you know, nobody likes advertising uh, too much, but we know that that what can afford us uh, some free content uh, of all sorts online and otherwise. And uh, I will say this, one, I will never advertise anything that I don't use myself and that I don't think it's good. I've had several requests for people to advertise on the podcast uh, from a supplement company, Supplements for Lucid Dreaming, and a few other ones that I didn't feel were right or that I didn't believe in or that I didn't think I should promote in any way. So I'm never going to put anything on the podcast that's going to be uh, something that doesn't align or that I don't at least find useful or interesting, even if not for myself, but at least for others. So I do promise you that. Um, and again, this is, uh, this is an experiment. Uh, I want to find more ways to support myself or at least to cover the expenses of uh, hosting um, the episodes and, and hosting the podcast. Uh, there's, there's some cost involved with that, and I, I want to at least cover that. So having said that, Without further ado, let me introduce my new sponsor for the podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. 
Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash luciddreaming. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E trial.com slash luciddreaming. Over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And uh, let me just uh, say, I, I, I always recommend uh, a bunch of books and audiobooks. There's plenty of that I've listened to. And uh, there's a big long list on my Audible app on my iPhone. And I'm just gonna, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna recommend a specific one each, uh, each episode with the, uh, with the sponsorship. So you actually have like a good recommendation to go listen to. And, uh, I'm gonna start with, uh, the very w- one that's very obvious to me. And, uh, I've had Andrew Holacek on the podcast. I think it was episode 14. So I highly recommend his audiobook, Dream Yoga, The Tibetan Path of Awakening Through Lucid Dreaming. It's fantastic. It's why I wanted him on the podcast to begin with. And I'll put a link as well on the show notes and a link to the Audible trial link so you can get your free audiobook. So go to audibletrial.com slash luciddreaming to get your free audiobook. Thanks to Audible for sponsoring the podcast. Okay, so back to our scheduled programming. The reason, I, I think one of the reasons, I, I really, I, I have a confession. One of the, one of the big reasons I haven't recorded an, an episode in a while is because in, in this, you'll see how this ties into everything else I'm going to talk about, uh, including the gadget, including some, some stuff that I've been doing in the past three months. And that is that my sleep has been deteriorating over, mm, six months or so, even more now, uh, in, in a rapid pace. And it's just been getting worse and worse. And I don't always talk about my particular sleep or how many lucid dreams I've had and so on. Uh, for longtime listeners, people who might have listened to, to earlier episodes as well, you might remember that I mentioned that I wake up very often and um, during the night, like I, I f- it feels like I wake up at least 15 times or, or more. I can't really count because it's very fuzzy. But I used to wake up multiple times and thought it was great for two reasons. One is that it's, it can be useful for lucid dreaming. You have more opportunities to fall back asleep using a technique or just fall back into REM. So you can use intention and, uh, or wild or any of the techniques as you fall back asleep. The second reason was, and, and I used to say this phrase, more fun than going to sleep is going back to sleep because I would wake up like sleepy feeling, that, that, that heavy sleepy feeling. And there's just nothing more fun than just putting your head back down and just dozing off back into sleep. It's just the best feeling in the world. It's like when you wake up and you realize you have like two hours left before the alarm is supposed to go off and you're like, yes, I'm falling back asleep. Um, but what's been happening, uh, and I'm not quite sure why, and I've, I've tried to, I've been trying to fix it for a while now, is that these wake-up moments are now, instead of being with this sleepy, heavy feeling where I can fall back asleep easily, now I wake up every time and I'm just feeling uncomfortable. I have to toss. Um, just something feels wrong. My thoughts are racing. I'm having like these sort of mental loops in my head as if something I'm trying to work out something and I can't figure it out. And I can't even tell what that is. It's, it's kind of obscured. 
but but these have been got, getting worse and worse and i've just been not able to fall back asleep easily and i just feel uncomfortable and i'm not, not going to run you down through uh every little nuance of uh my sleep pattern but it's it's uh it's been wreaking havoc on my sleep in general my mood all sorts of things and we you know i i've talked before about how sleep is so important for almost any aspect and 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 those of you who follow me on twitter uh, I, I tweet and retweet studies and research and papers and so on that, that show how important sleep is to just damn near everything in your life. So all that affects aside, my dreams, my dream recall has been nearly shattered. I'm still having dreams and I still remember fragments. But my lucid dreaming ha- has just completely collapsed to zero. Uh, I haven't had a lucid dreaming in a very long time because of this. And I think somewhere I've been feeling kind of sort of guilty, like I couldn't feel like I could come on the podcast and talk about lucid dreaming when I've, you know, I, I barely have one or, or, or any these days. It's so funny, even last night, I'm, I, and I kid you not, I was dreaming that I was flying and I'm thinking, and this is one of the first, maybe, maybe one of two ever dreams that I was dreaming I'm flying and I did not become lucid. This is how bad this is. Uh, and I, I dreamt I was flying, and I'm thinking like, "Whoa, I'm actually flying, and this is not a dream. Like I'm flying in real life. How is this? How is this possible? This is amazing." And my friends on the ground are like marveling at my ability to fly, and I and just it didn't click this time. Something is off in my brain. I can't quite tell what it is, but um, in any case, just this uh, my my sleep issues have been ruining, uh, completely destroying my my dream and lucid dream practice and my dream recall and just my sleep in general. And it's been, uh, it's been annoying. And, uh, I've actually, um, this, this ties in you, you, again, you'll see how this ties into everything I'm talking about today. I've been wanting to do a sleep tracker comparison, like a, a review of all the sleep trackers. And I've been doing a lot of research and I've bought a bunch of them. And I've also bought a bunch of them because I wanted to track my sleep to try to figure out what's wrong with my sleep. Where is my sleep? You know, how good is my sleep? How much REM am I getting? Uh, How many times of a night am I waking up? And I bought a bunch of them. I bought the Jawbone Up 3, uh, supposedly is one of the best ones with uh, that uses both accelerometer, meaning your movements, and uh, your heart rate because it's a a wristband that uh, measures heart rate. Uh, I've tried Bedit, which is a strip, um, and I, I've, I've talked about these some of these before. Uh, this a strip that that lies under your m- mattress cover and also measures heart rate. I backed the um, Hello Sense on Kickstarter, and they shipped a while back. Uh, and this one is a little orb that sits next to your bed and measures some aspects of. Um, the bed environment, like uh, how much light there is, how much noise there is, the quality of air, and so on. So this is useful for uh, sleep conditions, but it also has an accelerometer that clips onto your pillow and measures your movement. And uh, and I've tried a few more, and what I've concluded is is that they are all terrible. None of them, none of them are even remotely accurate. To start, none of them match the other ones. So all of them are reporting different sleep data, as if I'm as if I'm three different people, which is you know only true on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But uh, none of them match each other, so I wouldn't even know which one to consider the most accurate. 
Uh, I have no, no indication. And even on their own, none of them track even remotely closely how often I wake up, including the times I wake up and get up to, to go to the bathroom or something like that. So they are completely, completely inaccurate. They are inaccurate as to when I go to sleep and when I wake up. They just, none of them uh, have nailed it. And it's such a bummer. I mean, they sell a lot of these and maybe I'm the odd case somehow, but I doubt it. I mean, they have to, I don't know. I mean, if you've tried any of these and you find that it's accurate to your experience, that's awesome. I think I think it only takes the weird cases or people who wake up a lot or don't sleep well to even detect that something is wrong because most people fall asleep, they wake up in the morning and they see the data and they're like, okay, I don't know. That sounds about right. I, I can't tell how many, you know, uh, light sleep cycles, REM cycles, deep cycles I've had. You know, people can't really tell. I can't quite tell either, but I can tell how many times I woke up and how many times I got up and none of them were even close to accurate. Um, which leads me to the latest Kickstarter campaign that I've backed and it just finished. And so I, sorry, I, I, I couldn't report on this earlier because I didn't have an episode up, but I did tweet about it. It's called the uh, Aura or Aura, Aura, O-U-R-A, and it's in a ring. And it's actually like a sleep tracker and activity tracker. I'm not a big fan of activity trackers as a ring. I, I don't wear rings. I don't think it fits me, and it's kind of a bulky one, but it looks kind of cool, and I don't mind sleeping with one if it's accurate. And they claim very good accuracy. They're claiming that they're not like the rest. I'm going to give this one a try because I'm an optimist, and I hope that one of them uh, is going to nail it. And it, it might end up that the only one that was ever accurate is the one that's no longer on the market because it was ahead of its time, which was the Zeo. And the Zeo was a headband with EEG that was actually tracking your freaking brainwaves. Excuse my French. Um, but I'm going to try this ring once they ship in November, and hopefully that one is more accurate. Uh, but I've been very disappointed with all the sleep trackers. It's just uh, such a bummer. Uh, and maybe this is just the impetus for somebody to come and, and build a proper one. And maybe the only proper one uh, that we'll, we'll ev- ever be able to make would be, would be EEG-based because it's actually checking what your brain is doing in any given moment which is the closest reflection of whether you're uh, sleep or awake, whether you're in deep sleep, um, REM sleep, light sleep, or whether you're lucid dreaming. And so gadgets like the uh, Aurora, which has a built-in EEG, uh, might be able to do something like that. I don't know if they've built in. Um, I think they, they're, they're having some data about your sleep, but we'll, we'll see exactly when it comes out. Um, so I look forward to the to the ring, and I look forward to the Aurora, of course, uh, for its lucid dreaming features as well. But my, but again, I am on a mission to solve my sleep because everything else is uh, conditioned upon it. And this brings me to my gadget. And uh, back in June, the last episode, I I've mentioned that I've you know let go of my previous engineer, who basically spent practice basically a year over engineering uh, something, I ended up with a circuit board that doesn't work, no REM detection, no nothing, uh, spent a lot of money in an entire year. And at the end of it, nothing to show for. And I decided to cut my losses and find a new engineer, which I did. And I mentioned that. And this engineer is not only an awesome engineer, he's an awesome all around person. Uh, his name is Morgan. And Morgan is badass. And um, so he's been working diligently on this. And what we've decided to do, and this is part of my update, 
and again, I'll tie this all back into my sleep issues you'll see in a second. Because I felt like I've wasted a year, I just wanted to get the stimulation part of the device done to be able to test it, to see how it works, to refine it, to make sure it does indeed induce lucid dreams. And so I asked Morgan to build um, just a stimulator with a timer because I thought if I just put the timer on a small cycle, like every 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and I put it up around 5 a.m., I'm bound to hit a REM cycle. And I thought, okay, that's just easy enough. Let's worry, worry about REM detection later. I had all sorts of ideas for it, but I didn't want to go the whole route of taking the time to build either an EEG detector or something else. And I wanted to just get the stimulator working per specs and test it and just put it on my head, go to sleep with a timer, let it run a few times. I'm bound to hit a REM cycle in a dream and I'll find out if this works. Uh, the problem is that again, by the time he finished building it and it's, uh, and it's, and I'll, I'll post a picture on the show notes and on Twitter very soon. I mean, it doesn't, maybe to the untrained eye, it doesn't look like much, but it's, it's a, it's a board and, and it's working. But, um, by the time that was ready, just my sleep has gotten so bad that I, I just could not, could not get it to work. And I could not, now with something, now with four electrodes stuck to my head, uh, in a headband over them, I just was even more uncomfortable during sleep and just could not sleep well enough to be certain that I've, uh, that I had a full proper REM cycle during which stimulation has occurred, uh, and, and be sure that this thing actually works properly. And despite my uh, several attempts, when I finally, finally have uh, a prototype, and again, to, to Morgan's credit, he, he managed in a couple months to build what the other person couldn't even do in a year, which is just remarkable. Um, but I realized, okay, this is, this is not working. So there's two things uh, I've decided to do. I've uh, pulled up an old... This basically was like, a, if you remember, the, those of you who know the Nova Dreamer, the sleep mask with REM detection and blinky lights that Stephen LeBurge created a long time ago, that was off the market. And you can only find it um, you know, on eBay for hundreds of dollars and, and so on, or if you had one from back when, but there were no more for sale until he, you know, he kept promising the second version, which has not come out in 10 years <laughs> since he promised. But... There was a sort of knockoff or similar thing called the REM Dreamer, which technically actually worked, except uh, it's still, you know, REM detection, blinky lights, it's not perfect. The REM detection does work, and it works by, you know, the sleep mask having uh, eye movement. It just detects your eye movement. So what I, I dug that one up. I had this one uh, for a long time, and Morgan has MacGyverly engineered and basically connected it to our stimulator, to our prototype. And, uh, and now that's ready for testing. So now I'm going to have another object on my face and on my head while I'm going to sleep. And that's going to be even slightly more uncomfortable for me. But it's going to guarantee that we are stimulating, uh, sending stimulation only during REM, which eliminates one factor, one parameter uh, of a question mark of how this thing runs. So we now have both REM detection and the stimulator and it's ready for testing finally. However, I, you know, I just, I can't, like, I can't, I don't sleep well enough to even try this on. Like it's just not working. So my current step 
So that's that's the first update about the device itself. So the good news is we have a prototype to test with. This is very exciting. And um, and it has REM detection now. That's even more exciting. No need for the annoying timer. But I need to fix my sleep. And I've tried a lot of things. I've tried melatonin. I've tried um, reducing caffeine. Going from And I only two, drink two co- cups of coffee a day. I, I moved back to one for a while. Didn't really make a big difference. I've tried... Um, I meditate on a regular basis, although, again, this has not uh, affected my sleep positively, um, not in the past six months at least. I've, um, I've tried reducing screen time, you know, not, look, not staring at a screen and, and, and turning off lights uh, 30 minutes to an hour before sleep. Uh, again, I've tried to read all the measurements from all the sleep detectors to try to figure out what the problem is, and uh, just nothing worked. And I'm going to try something new this month. Um, I've been reading a lot about, because I, as you know, I'm fascinated with the brain. I've been reading a lot about neurofeedback. And uh, I've talked before about neurofeedback. I wrote about it in my article because I thought that that's one way we could possibly possibly train the brain to um, become lucid more often. And I still believe that that might be possible, though there's no research on that. That's just my guess intuition, guess tuition about it. Um, but neurofeedback, basically, for those of you who don't know, is measuring electrical signals from your brain, basically EEG, even very, very few electrodes. And with this data, providing feedback, uh, either visually or uh, with audio or both. So the way this is done most often these days is with like a little video game with something flying on the screen. And your task is basically to make this little thing on the screen do something or for the audio to change. And you don't really have to do anything. Your brain does that. But the software is written in such a way where it measures your brain waves. And if your brain is doing something that we want it to do, okay, to train your brain into certain states or a certain uh, frequency of brain waves, then the video game will reward you by like a ding or some music or the little creature flying in the right place or right space. And if if your brain does the right thing, if it does the wrong thing, then the music kind of dies down or something wrong happens. And it's the inverse effect of, of giving you a reward. And by giving you a reward, this, there's, a, there's a feedback loop that's running that's informing the brain, yes, do this or no, don't do this. And basically over time, it trains your brain into achieving uh, a particular desired state. And there's all sorts of things, and this has been proven to help with uh, focus and attention, uh, helping people with ADHD with basically zero side effects. Uh, This has been proven to help with sleep, and this is why I'm looking into it. And many other things as well. This is um, not a cure for everything, but this has been very effective with dealing directly with the brain and working with the brain's capacity with just giving it the right you know, stimuli and the right guidance. And so this month I am starting neurofeedback training specifically for sleep. And it's going to start with a a full head of uh, a QEG, a full head of EG to sort of take the full state of my brain and try to not quite diagnose, but to see if there's anything obvious uh, that indicates why, why my sleep is so problematic. And, and again, I've tried to eliminate everything else. I've been eating healthy, taking vitamins. I've been working out. 
I've been trying everything. I, I mean, really, at my sort of at my wits' end. I'm sure you understand. Any any of you who have trouble sleeping, I'm, I'm sure you understand. I got a a lovely email from a listener who has something so far worse than I have. I feel even ashamed complaining about my sleep issues when when I hear kind of these stories and how people actually uh, amazingly how this person amazingly uh, is dealing with with their issue. So. This is the next thing. I'm going to try newer feedback and I'm going to report back um, as, I, as I train and see if this works. Because if this works, this is just phenomenal. Without pills, without any side effects, this would be amazing. And I can't wait to sleep properly again. Just for my, just for my mood regulation, for my sanity, let alone for my, my dream and lucid dream practice. And so I can finally test my prototype properly. Um, so that's that's the update about this and this is why I didn't I've I've been wanting to give an update about the prototype for so long but I I didn't want to until I I could say this works you know I had the prototype and it works and induced dreams but I couldn't yet because I just can't sleep well yet and this is one of the reasons why I've keep putting off doing another episode but I think I think it's time and I think I and I and I kind of wanted to confess this in some weird way um, because just, I don't know, there's some, some conflict about it. I am another little uh, update. I'm driving up to the Transformative Technology Conference, the first of its kind in Palo Alto. I'm driving up today, and it's uh, going tomorrow. And it sounds fascinating, and it's right up my alley, and it's about things like neurofeedback and brain research and technology. I mean, I think that the gadget I'm working on sort of fits this description and this kind of movement of consciousness hacking. And there's some amazing speakers there. And I'm going to report back from the conference as well and seeing what's the sort of latest and greatest and coolest new things uh, that are upcoming in this this field of mindfulness. There is, I know there's um, uh, one of the vendors who are presenting in the, there is has to do something with sleep. Not sure what it is exactly. I couldn't couldn't find enough information, but that should be interesting as well. Last little thing, because I, I always tell you about the latest books I'm reading and the latest articles and so on. And I am reading right now a book by Evan Thompson, and it is fantastic. It's called Waking Dreaming Being, and it's about um, consciousness and self in all these various states of you know, waking, dreaming, lucid dream. There's a whole chapter about lucid dreaming, and it is absolutely fascinating. Uh, Evan Thompson is just a, a remarkable uh, character. I'll put I'll put some links into some of his uh, talks or some of his interviews. And I'm gonna once I finish the book, I am waiting to finish the book first. I'm gonna reach out and hopefully have him on the podcast. I hope he uh, I hope he has the the time to to come on and and do a quick interview because um, this this guy is, is phenomenal and I have so many so many questions and he's a philosopher and a, a researcher a, a scientist and one one of my favorites uh, of late so I highly recommend the book waking dreaming being and I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes as well so um, this was a, a quick one I'm not gonna ramble on more than I have I promise to update sooner and um, if you have any feedback about anything I've said about the sponsorship, about you know sleep issues, and about uh, the podcast in general, of course you can always reach me via email at contact at lucidsage.com or find me on Twitter. These this is where I 
update things the most on most uh, consistent basis and tweets about research and studies and all sorts of interesting things about sleep and lucid dreaming and about my own progress and all sorts of things in between podcast episodes because they, they take a little production and a little time and a little effort. Um, so I am at the lucid sage on Twitter. So hit me up there. And until next time, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Sweet and lucid dreams.